You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only opinion podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, person. We were going to watch Mulan, and then we couldn't because of a virus that shall not be named. Voldemort herpes. Vol- sure. I feel like that's worse than the actual name of the virus, but, you know, I don't make the rules. <laughs> um, so, we don't want to get demonetized. That's yeah, how that works. Right. So we... Because uh, we we're definitely monetized. <laughs> we're super monetized All right, I'll let you right talk. We, we watched Ratatouille because Brandon had finally realized that his... Um, opinion was very wrong when we did our mini episode on did i realize that yeah because you said you should probably watch it again and uh, we all agreed that yes you should because your opinion is wrong uh my opinion on the mini episode was that it was one of the least best i guess uh pixar films um i don't know you haven't you haven't heard my my new opinion of this movie yet so don't be quick to pass judgments, Davis. Oh, I'll pass whatever judgments I want. I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we decided anyway. to watch this uh, <laughs> because Mulan got pushed back, like we were saying. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to go over our different favorite Pixar films. And I thought that this would probably make the most interesting conversation because... Uh, I detested it so much, and uh, Davis didn't, and Kyle didn't, so we're in for some, hopefully, good conversations. Us telling Brandon he's wrong. Yeah. I think this just switches, the podcast switches from us telling Kyle that he's wrong, (laughs) or us telling Brandon that he's wrong, and I'm just always kind of in the middle, like, yeah, sure. I, th- I see both sides. <laughs> Lame. So let's, uh, I, I let's think, get into the non-spoiler reviews. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's. I feel like it's pretty pretty unambiguous how I feel about this movie. I, I watched it again, and it's still my number one Pixar movie. I think, like, even I loved it so much that I dug out my old GameCube. Yeah, and started playing the Ratatouille <laughs> game because I just there was just so much nostalgia that was unleashed in me that I needed to do something about it. That's awesome. So, and how'd that go for you? Dang, dedication. Uh, it was it was good. I like the inputs are weird, so I was playing in black and white on the TV, but it's fine. <laughs> Some might argue it makes it better. Some might. I don't (laughs) think I would, but some would maybe do that. So, yeah. Well, to be fair, this movie doesn't have a whole lot of color to begin with. That's, I mean, that's just false. But anyway, uh, Kyle, what did you you think? (laughs) Did you change your opinion at all? No, what did you rate it? Oh. Uh, Like a 9.8. Your favorite Pixar movie isn't a 10? I still got to figure out my <laughs> rating system. It changes <laughs> by the day. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so 
All right. I love this movie. I really enjoy it. I think it's fun. I always feel like I need to cook something after it. And, um, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's really fun. I think it's one of the better ones. Well, how many are there? 20. Well, it's definitely in the, oh, I have it's definitely in the top 10 then for me. I think I said it as an honorable mention, maybe. So it's probably like six or seven or somewhere in there for me of the Pixar's. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I would love to like if someone ever suggests this movie, I'm never gonna be like, nope, won't watch it. You know, like I'm always like, yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I rate it. I don't know, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good okay. about that. Okay. So when I. Before rewatching it, I probably would have put this at like towards the bottom of my Pixar list. So if you listened to the last episode, you you know that. Um, and I probably would have rated it around like a five point eight to like six point two out of ten. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think the main reason I probably didn't like it as much as a kid is just because um, going through it, there's not a whole lot of like bright colors and like, that's definitely something that like younger kids are like attracted to or, or makes it uh, something more enjoyable kind of like inside out or just stuff like that. Um, so I think that was probably one of the main reasons why I didn't like it as much as a kid going through it again. I will say that I did enjoy it more. Um, I think I would probably rate it a 8.25. Nice. That's a big progress. It has jumped on my Pixar scale. It is no longer second from last. Uh, I don't know where it is. It's um, probably somewhere. It's higher than second to last. Middle. Yes. So I I can I can officially say that I was wrong about how bad this movie was. Um I have no problem saying that. But but yeah. All right, cool. That's all well, I got for non spoiler. Pod, podcast <laughs> over. I guess we did it. Pod- <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We don't really have to... We'll give a spoiler warning just because internet gets mad when you don't, even though it's been out for probably over Plus, a decade now. I feel now. like there's really nothing to spoil in this movie. Like, I don't know. What are you talking about? Luigi or whatever his name Remy? is, is Gustav's son. Oh. No. Just before the spoiler warning, you're going to say that, and then... <laughs> I said spoiler warning. <laughs> Did you? I think you said we should give a spoiler warning. You said we were gonna. You said we're gonna give a spoiler warning. I don't know if you actually did give the spoiler warning. (laughs) I don't think you ever actually did. The thing is, that can be fixed in post. So (laughs) I don't know. I think I got a long weekend ahead of me. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) A lot of social distancing. (laughs) I know. Anyway, so um, all right. Well, yeah. Since since we're Remy. Is uh, 
Remy is Gusto's son. No. Oh yeah, sorry. Linguini. <laughs> I was like, what? Linguini is Gusto's son. Remy is a rat. Are you sure you like this game? <laughs> movie? Wow. Yes, I like the game and the movie. How dare you question his love for this <laughs> yeah. movie, Kyle? I don't know. <laughs> Even though he doesn't know any of the characters besides Remy. I mean, whatever. You can spell it right. That is. <laughs> that's that's me in every movie. I never know anybody's uh, anybody's name. I'm the worst with that. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have the IMDb cast list up. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. To 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 assist me in uh, in this podcast. Yeah. See, I don't, and I'm just relying on you guys. So it works out. <laughs> Side note. I feel like this but, uh, is an important question to get out the gate. Have you guys ever had ratatouille? No. No, but I, when I was a kid and I saw it, the movie, I was like, oh, that looks so good. And I thought it was basically just a bunch of like different colors of pepperoni. <laughs> That's definitely what I thought of, when I was a kid. <laughs> on top of each other. And I got really sad when I realized that it's just vegetable stew. Yes. Like those yes. are it's squash so, and zucchini and whatever. I got ratatouille. And I was really sad. I got ratatouille. And this was it was only like, I don't know, four or five years ago, something like that. And I was so disappointed when it got brought to my table. I was expecting <laughs> straight up like what it was in the movie, you know, like all fancy looking. It was uh-huh. like essentially just a soup. And I was like, What the heck is this? This isn't ratatouille. <laughs> I was ruined. <laughs> They lied to you. I don't you. know. I need to. I need Dang to go to a restaurant where they make it like actually how it is in the movie, if that even is a thing, or maybe this movie just lied to me. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't think they, they lied to been. you because I think, because um, remember in the movie when Remy is making it, like they're gonna, Colette says, "Oh, this is a peasant dish," and Remy makes it, but he goes off script, like he he's stops following the recipe and i think that's what happened that's why it looks like that is because it's basically an upscale version of yeah yeah yeah. i guess i guess that makes sense i'm probably gonna have to do that now yeah (laughs) we have to go out and get it and be a little disappointed but then think it's good was there anything that you guys picked up on uh since yeah, was there anything that you guys picked up on since watching it as a kid that now, as an adult, you realized or didn't get when you were a kid? Um, I feel like this probably applies more to Brandon, considering he hasn't really watched it when he was a kid. I've seen this movie That's like true. probably five times, so like the last time I watched it, I don't think anything new really stuck out to me. The one, what I don't know if this is. You're kind of catching me off guard, Davis. Not gonna lie. The one thing yeah, I did well, you notice do it to that me all the time. Kind of inter- was, so <laughs> I do. So I can't. I'm not mad. I'm just. I'm just stating a fact. Um, they. Uh, one thing I noticed on. Um, shoot, what's her name? Colette. Uh, I need the list back. Colette is that her name? The yeah, the girl chef that falls yeah, in love anyway. with. Mm hmm. She had like cuts on her wrist. Um, which is something that I noticed. Uh, but she also made a comment that like you get 
cuts and burns on your wrists in this kitchen. And so I think that's what it was referring to. But all throughout the movie, she had those cuts on her wrists. And I thought that that was interesting. Huh. I think that was more. I did notice that too, actually, on uh, Remy's on Remy's hand. There were you know some burns and some mm-hmm. cuts. And it makes sense because that's just, if you're using knives and hot things, you're probably, and you're working that fast, you're probably going to make a mistake somewhere. April doesn't let me use knives, so I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I will say one thing that I, I, <laughs> one thing that I, uh, I think I picked up on more now as like an adult is that um, that I definitely didn't as a kid was just kind of I'm trying to think of how to word this the the use of rats. Uh, to tell this story I think is really effective um, because there's definitely points in the beginning where like the old lady has the house and she like shoots down the roof and then or the ceiling and then there's rats everywhere and they run out like I literally got like not physical convulsions but like <laughs> like I was just grossed out by the idea of just rats just running like just being everywhere in your house like that. Oh man, that like really grossed me out. I will and, say that that um, did happen to me a couple times watching the movie, just watching Remy like scamper over food and stuff. And I was like, I know he's supposed to be the one that's clean, but still like you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? So what you're and, telling me so is I that you guys that, clearly did not watch the same movie I did. Because in the end, the rats were the good people. And here you are saying they're gross and nasty. You missed the whole point of the movie. <laughs> yes, oh. I'm talking about in real life, Kyle. <laughs> Davis. Pixar is real life. I don't know what you're, what you're saying. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I have a rat in my you, kitchen cooking right, right now. I see people with thumb-shaped faces all the time. <laughs> but I think that it was probably good on their end to use the rats just for the the moral of the message you know like um which is obviously just don't stereotype people i think that's what the moral of the message was anyone um, can cook. i think i would have liked yeah i think it was more about stereotyping but uh <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I, I think it was more um, about maybe not so i will stereoty- say well maybe stereotyping but also just like judging people i think it's prejudice in general yeah Mm -hmm. um and so i think that using the rats uh really drove that home definitely watching it from a uh i guess i'm an adult adult's perspective um i definitely didn't catch that as a kid like that didn't even bother me didn't even think about it twice Uh um that rats were disgusting but I will say one thing that I wish that they would have done, I think, I don't know. I thought the pro- protagonist was pretty boring, to be honest. I didn't think Remy was that interesting. I don't. I think it would have been more interesting if there was like some sort of growth, but basically he just stayed stagnant throughout the entire film, and the film wasn't really about him, I don't think. I think it was mostly about the people around him and circumstances around him. Linguini. I mean, you could um, make a, 
You could make a case because Linguini grew. Like he definitely grew through the whole thing. Started super clumsy yeah. and weird, and ended up uh, still kind of clumsy, but also really competent and confident. more confident. And yeah, mm-hmm. but like, but I don't think anyone would argue that Remy isn't the main protagonist. You know, right? Like, well, I think I don't, I don't know. Think I think Remy your main changed. protagonist should have some. Well, he didn't change. That's what I'm saying. That's my problem. He found a place where he could be. Him, I think. Yeah, like you said, the world changed around him. He found a place where he could be himself and feel at home. Because when he was at the old lady's house, you know, he he could sneak in and watch whatever. But like the comment that he made when he was with Emil, his brother, he said, you know, Emil doesn't really get me, but I can be myself around him. And I think he said he's the only one I can really be myself around. So that kind of sucks for him that he, there's only one person in this whole colony of rats that he can actually be him, himself around. And now I think at the end he finds a place where he is himself all the time. I I, I agree with that, but I guess you just I want don't him know. to I change you, is what you're telling me. Do you want character the only development thing, for yeah, him? Yeah, well, I, that that makes a protagonist that that makes the protagonist like more interesting is seeing growth and depth throughout the character. And basically we know what Remy wants in the very beginning and Remy gets that, I guess, throughout the entire movie. There's not really, so I guess like, I don't why, know. There's, there's why no, is that a, a bad thing per se? I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that I, I think the movie's fine with it that way. I just think that, a protagonist is more interesting if there is some level of growth that happens throughout the movie. But I think if if they make the the goal of the the story is to make the protagonist change, it takes away from the people that actually do change. Like I think their intent is to keep the focus on people losing the prejudices. I don't think the protagonist needs to change to get across the message that they want it to get across. No, I don't think that it does. Um, like I said, I just think it would make it more interesting. Like, if if Remy was to, like, hate's not the right word, but if he was to have more disdain throughout his, like, through uh, against his family, um, I think that seeing that... Um, Love it, like have see growth through him, where like him loving his family even if they don't always accept him, um, would be something of interest. I don't know. I just think that that I I'm I'm nitpicking basically right now, but that was something that stood out to me was that we spent all this time with this one character, and the movie wasn't really about that character; it was about everyone else around him. Okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Valid point. I, st- I still like it, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just... I'm just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just... This is kind of... It is off topic. But I really wanted to say it because I heard the theory and I think it makes the the movie... It really ties everything together. That the 
the scene when Ego goes like when he eats the first bite of ratatouille and he's transported back to his childhood, there's a theory that that is the house that we see at the very beginning and that the old lady is his mom. Interesting. So I think that's cool. If you think about it that way, that Remy is like, there's more evidence to it than just that it's a house in the countryside. Um, I don't really remember that offhand. I think the super Carlin brothers probably did a video about it, but basically I, I just think it's really fun to think of the movie in that light where Remy starts out in this kitchen and also to see the mom because he talks about how she loves to cook. And I mean, if she has saffron, saffron is a super expensive spice. Uh, it's like, yeah, for one ounce of saffron, it's $169. Holy cow. So she, like, if you what? have saffron in your kitchen, yeah. If you have saffron in your kitchen, it, first of all, apparently it's, amazing and like super super helpful and ingredients and like it makes your dishes really great but it's also very expensive uh wikipedia says it's five thousand dollars a kilogram or higher oh my gosh it's the world's most expensive spice so like just the fact that she has saffron in her kitchen means that she's like really prepared to make the best food ever you know like she's really committed to this whole cooking thing it's not just like she's not doing it just to feed herself she's doing it because she's passionate about it um mm-hmm. because she loves food you know so basically what you're telling me is if i go over to someone's house and they got saffron on the top of their spice rack they're just flexing on me that's what i'm hearing <laughs> yes, they're flexing on you, and you should probably ask them to make you something. Or here's here's an even better idea: I cook something with them, and I just throw in random spices, pick saffron, and then act like I don't know what I'm doing. Boom, hundred sixty dollars <laughs> wasted. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that's a great way to make friends. <laughs> I think so. Because here's the thing, um, if if they yeah, stick you, with me, what? they're ride or die, you know? It is what it is. <laughs> We're friends after that. That's quite a specific scenario. <laughs> How to know if your friends are ride or die. First, hope that they really like cooking. Second, go to their house, use all their saffron. Friends for life. So there are a couple... What are we talking about? <laughs> There are a couple other things that I don't know if you guys noticed, um, but I noticed, and especially just because I I know that I uh, like I've seen the movie before and just watching it back when Anton Ego, I just thought it was like an interesting little tidbit. He was he gets informed that Gusto's is coming back. Basically, he's taking a sip of wine. He gets informed and he does like a spit take and he picks up the bottle and looks at it and then swallows it. 
And I, when he did that, I remembered uh, that he was like what he says uh, to Remy or not to right, to Linguini. That he says, "I don't. I only eat food if if I don't love it, I won't swallow." And so I, I just thought that was interesting that he was checking to see if it was in fact one of his favorite wines or something. Interesting. That's a that's a nice little, little um I do remember that and I thought it I thought it felt odd. Um but that makes a lot more sense. I I th- I took it more as like he was about to throw up and then he wanted to make sure he knew what he I don't know. I I, w- I thought it was really weird, but that makes a lot more sense. Those are the kind of things that I appreciate when I hear. Like that's just like solid writing, I think. They tied it in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also I have more. <laughs> I lo- I noticed um so at the very beginning when Remy is talking about combining he has a piece of cheese and a piece of strawberry and he eats the cheese and it does the little like jazz scene with the like iTunes visualizer, you know, thing. Um, that was really cool. And then he has the cheese and that's really cool. And then later outside of Gusto's, when he's giving the cheese and the berry to his brother, Emil, um, you like, and he tries to start describing, you know, the nuttiness of the cheese and the smokiness, and then the tang of the berry and everything. He's trying to describe it, and the like the illustration that's happening next to a meal is much more muted. There's not as much distinct color. There's not really. It's not nearly as bright or as vivid. Um, and I, so I just thought that that was the colors were also different, right? So I thought that was really cool how they were able to visually represent that. I remember um, first when I first saw that. I think in the theaters, I saw it and I was like, I could totally relate to it because I was like, that's. I wish I could do that and like be able to describe it. I want to do that so bad. Um, but yeah, I want that would be that would be really cool to be able to do and to be able to like describe to people. Yeah. That, that is really cool. It's like those little touches that really help out. Like the experience watching the movie too, you know, cause when, when you watch something for the first time, like typically speaking, you know, people probably don't realize that. And it's like, I don't know. That that's one of the things where you can tell that like and obviously it's Pixar and they they care about every movie they put out, but like you know, movies where like that are just money grabs, you know, you're never gonna see that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's definitely true. You're not you're not gonna see that on minions. Right. Yeah, or, exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. Unless you get some like college grad doing it who's or like how to train your dragon three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think we can continue this. <laughs> Kyle's dropping out. It's over. That was unfound. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I was just, You haven't was even seen Oh it my gosh. No wonder you didn't like Ratatouille when you were a kid. <laughs> what? 
What does that have to do with you don't anything? don't appreciate art, Brandon. I haven't seen the third one yet. What does that have to do with Ratatouille? I don't know. I'm sure it connects somehow. Okay. The first two are great. The third one's just as good. Is it? If, if you if right. you like pretty prettiness, watch it. the colors are just gorgeous in that movie. Mm. All right. Good to know. It's visually pleasing. Duly noted. And there's a lot of character growth, Brandon, okay? Is there? That's good. <laughs> Do they? Okay. I hate it when like sequels will just ignore the 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 other the original and just like detract all the character growth that happened. Incredibles 2 did that, which kind of really annoyed me, but that's besides the point. Do they do that? No, they don't do that. It's like the first movie is very much so like, you know, him figuring out who he is. The second movie is like, you know, whole thing with his dad. And then the third movie is like Mm -hmm. essentially focused around his friendship with Toothless. So it's very good. Oh, okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good. But that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) So I had a realization kind of while I was watching the movie today. I had a realization why I like the movie so much. Um, And it's because I am kind of a foodie at heart. I When... uh, when I was watching Remy and Emil talk to each other and Remy was saying like, I decided if I'm going to eat, I only want to eat the good stuff. And I was like, I want to eat the good stuff. And then Emil was like, you're too picky. Just eat. And I was like, I also just want to (laughs) eat. So, so it like, it's just the way that this movie, this movie, I feel like kind of was tailor made for, at least parts of me, because I just think it's fascinating. Just the whole culinary art is fascinating to me. I wish I was a chef. I remember walking out of that movie and being like, I want to be a chef somewhere. That looks amazing. And my dad being like, well, it's not really like in the movie. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> right. Aww. But you anyway. Just your dreams, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Um, I don't want to be a chef. I want to, I want to have the skills of a chef. I'll tell you that. I don't want to have the job of a chef. I want to have the skills of a chef. Um, but just the way that they talk about making food and that it's more than like, there's definitely meals that I've had where it's just sustenance, you know, but the times where I am most, I think, the times in my life where I am most pleased and satisfied, like 50% of them are because I'm eating something that is really good (laughs) basically. Um, And so I just, this whole, the whole movie was geared towards somebody who really appreciates food and the stuff that goes into it. Also, when I could have watched uh, that scene where Remy's on the roof of Gusto's and he's talking about, oh, there's the sous chef and there's the other kind of chef and whatever. 
I could have watched him for like 20 minutes. I could have watched him go on and be like, this is that chef. He does these things. And then this is that chef. And that guy does all of these things and just gone through the kitchen. I know that would have gotten boring for most people, but I would have probably been riveted each time. Same with if they were making uh, the recipe, like if they were making stuff, I could have just sat there like, if it just would have turned into the food channel <laughs> food network for for 10 minutes honestly, that would have been though, fine honestly see i think this actually might be another reason why i didn't like it so much as a kid um i was like especially as a kid i was a very picky eater um like there was a lot of foods that i just wouldn't even touch if it had like tomatoes or uh, onions or mushrooms in it, like just it would make me gag. <laughs> um, and I've never really had the desire to be like uh, a food connoisseur or like know how to make things. I like actively dislike having to make food. The only meals that I really like, I wouldn't say really enjoy is not the right word, but like will make is like breakfast foods. I'm pretty good at that. Um, but that's about it. I don't really care. I, I've always wanted to want to like food like that, but I've never, never have. You know, there was a time when I was a kid that I did, I would not eat Kraft mac and cheese because I thought it was too cheesy. Wow. Well, first of all, there is no such thing. So that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Legitimately, like I would make my mom only pour in like half the packet of the cheese because it was too cheesy for me. <laughs> Kyle would watch. He would measure. <laughs> Honestly. So since that moment, I've claimed to be a little bit of a foodie. Since that moment. That was my calling. <laughs> I would be a foodie if I didn't have such low standards. I think that's just the difference with food for me is I like I can be fine going to McDonald's. It's not like I, you know, turn my nose up to McDonald's, but also I am willing uh definitely willing to go to a steakhouse and spend like $50 on a steak. Mm, yes. So that, you know, that's just how I work is is i'm really willing to do both and i prefer the steak but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna insist that every meal i eat is gourmet or you know made from scratch well that's good i I guess (laughs) (laughs) thanks i thank you for your validation (laughs) you're welcome I appreciate that. Because you so desperately needed it. <laughs> um, All right. I don't... Is, I, is there anything else? get back to Ratatouille, but I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, we can get into upvotes and downvotes. Um, and Davis, I know it's going to be hard, but you need to have one downvote. There's got to be something <laughs> that this movie will, can improve upon. Uh, Okay, okay, I'll do my best. Get to me last. Okay. Um, 
I'd say that my upvote, I kind of like talked about it a little bit earlier, is just that they chose to use rats for this movie. I think it really hits home for uh, the adults watching this movie that um, just, I think it drives up, yeah, it drives a point um, of prejudice, I guess, the, to start the movie off that way. Um, downvote. I don't know. I don't think the animation really... I don't think it held up very well. Um, I think for its time, it looked pretty good, but I don't know. It looked a little weird to me. But that's super nitpicky, though. Let's see. I guess I'll go next. Um, Man, I haven't really thought about this. I don't know why I never think about this ahead of time, because we do it every time. (laughs) You think I'd learn. Yes, we do it every time. Here we are. So Takes you by surprise. uh, Yeah. Let's see. So, upvote. I don't know. I guess I appreciate how they kind of... um, I guess just the the writing in general, I really appreciate in this movie, just like with all the relationships that are formed and the different kinds of relationships. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just like with Remy Linguini and then like Linguini and, you know, his love affair and how like how much the relationships change throughout the process. I think that's cool. Um, let's see, down vote. Jeez. This is a hard movie to give a download for. I feel like that's how all Pixar movies are. They're just solid. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of something. Davis, do you have yours ready? Uh, yeah. I'll start with my downvote. Oh crap! <laughs> what was my downvote? I thought of it. Oh, I I got uh, my downvote. I no. got my downvote. Okay, yeah. You say your downvote. That's not what Ratatouille looks like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay. You lied to me. I'm going to say my downvote first. I think my downvote is I would have liked to see more specific cooking happening. I'm sure they didn't do it because it would have been hard to animate and stuff, but I think it would have been cool if we actually got to see them follow a recipe, bake something for however long, you know, do flambe stuff or saute, whatever. I think that would have been really cool. And we didn't get to see that. Um, my upvote, the whole movie's an upvote, but my upvote is just how creative it is. I was watching towards the end of the movie today when I was watching, I was thinking like who comes up with this to start to have a rat be able to cook in France and then is able to control somebody with like their hair and all this stuff. I was like, who in the world comes up with this because it's such a genius idea and it's so interesting um, just to see like, the two worlds collide of a rat and a incompetent chef's kid. I just, I just really thought that combination was 
amazing, and I don't know how anybody can think of that other than the people at Pixar. That is something that I will say that I always feel like I have that thought every time I watch a Pixar movie. It's just like, how do they come up with this, like, this either world building or like this, like, just very obscure idea that just works so well for the, the story they're trying to tell? Like, I feel that way all the time watching their stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After every movie, I'm like, these writers need a raise. I don't care how much they're making, <laughs> they need more. Give them all the money. More. All right. Well, uh, the, thing, the thing is, they probably make so much money. Yeah, probably. Or at least a few of them. Yeah, true. <laughs> all right. Is that our episode? Do you guys want to call it here? Or do you guys want to do some sort of movie news? or? There is no movie news. All the movie news has been <laughs> yeah. postponed till next year. Yeah, so our current yeah. game plan is, is, I guess we already talked about it a little bit, right? To just do our three favorite Pixar movies. And then... Is that, what we, is that what we want to do? Or do you want to do Frozen 2 next week? I'm I, down for either. I just watched Frozen 2. Great movie, so... I you can do whatever. Let's do. Let's just. Let's do Frozen two. I kind of want to watch it. It's sure. And it'll make spoiler me... alert. So let's end this episode by saying your name and the most unique dish you've ever eaten. I have many answers to this question. <laughs> you only get one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's kind of a tie. I will edit out all of them. <laughs> we'll edit I out. I will pick for you. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just I'll just say it super fast, so it's hard to edit. <laughs> Wait, do do we say favorite <laughs> dish or like fa- or or not favorite, but like most obscure. unique? Most unique. Is it a dish or just like a food? Isn't dish just like another word for like? When I think dish, I think of like food? a recipe. I, yeah. I'll explain when I go. Food? I'll explain while I go. I'll explain okay. while I go. You, you say can, it, Kyle. I say food. All right. I'll go first. So anyway, I'm Kyle. The strangest food I've ever eaten is probably mango habanero crickets. Ooh. Very interesting. Not really that good. It did not taste like chicken. All right. My name is Brandon, and... The most unique food I've ever eaten was a, a, a Russian candy that was uh, apparently just cauterized cow blood. Yum. So yeah. it was actually pretty good. People gave it to me trying to get a reaction out of me. They told me what it was afterward, and then I ate another one just to shove it in their just face. Just spite them. It sounds I like a branded move. I will like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's cow blood. And I'm like, oh, nice. Can I have another? (laughs) Oh, cool. My name's Davis, and uh, the most unique food I've ever eaten is foie gras. It's duck liver, but it's amazing and, like, fatty and delicious and so good. Um, And they actually mention it in ratatouille i picked that up they were talking about the the group that wanted something 
new and something special and got the soup, they said that they didn't want the foie gras, which I was, when I heard that, I was like, well, that's just lame because that (laughs) stuff's delicious. So yeah, I'm Davis and I had foie gras. Fun fact, I'm pretty sure liver is like the only organ that you can eat raw in every animal. Huh. The more you know. Thanks, Kyle. You're welcome. I learned that in our survival camp where I ate a um, a rabbit liver. You had a raw rabbit liver? Yep. And, well, I guess I didn't mango think about habanero that. crickets to be, fair, are... to be fair, I did not think about that until you said the liver thing. I had totally forgot that that even happened. I think, yeah, I think so your answer should might... be raw rabbit liver, but yeah, that, it's whatever. Okay. Anyway, if 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 I were to relive my life, <laughs> no so, regrets uh, though. So bye. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. <laughs> bye.